Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot with Mike Tucker. I'm Mike Tucker. And I'm Elizabeth Talbot. Elizabeth, I've heard of people who try to put God in a box but never an envelope. <laughs> so what is what are you talking about here with God and you found God in an envelope? Are you Actually, sure that was, he was, was there? I was sure God was in this envelope. What happened was, um, you know, when I came to this country, many years went by until I actually attempted to follow with a graduate education. And I was afraid, you know, that my English wasn't good enough. And don't say anything that is still not good enough. Don't even go there. And uh, actually... <laughs> Your English is is better than my Spanish, I will say that. <laughs> well, I never heard your Spanish. Well, trust me, you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I finally uh, felt that God was asking me to continue my education, and I sent my transcripts to be first translated and evaluated, and they came back with my whole college degree being very few units. They had only applied two units um, per subject, and the educational system in Argentina was very different. It actually were not quarter units, they were semestral units, and they were all four units a Piece. I mean, this was, uh, mm-hmm. anyways, so I said to God, I'm never going to be able to do a graduate degree unless you intervene here and give them wisdom to either call Argentina or something so they understand how the educational work system works there. So I wrote this letter. And I remember until today, like if it was today, actually, I put the transcript back. And I, and I resend them, and I wrote a letter explaining all of this. And in the moment that I was about to seal the envelope, I prayed. And I said to God, you're going in this envelope. Because <laughs> if it's your plan for me that I study, somehow this letter or this has to convince them. And you mm-hmm. have the only means. Uh, I mean, you are with me if you want me to study. You have to go in this envelope and convince them. Your presence somehow has to give them wisdom. And, you know, uh, it has a happy ending because after like two or three months, he came back and they had given me double that it was like 150 units or something and it so was more you, than I needed to yeah, get into the master's. Most college degrees you're talking about 120 units so you had yeah. more than enough for the college degree and Absolutely. you got into the master's studies. Yes, so that's good. Yes, yeah. So God really was in the envelope. Yeah, you know? he was. What we're talking, I was certain of that actually. Yes. Well what we're talking about today is the fact that God is not just in the envelope and he's not just in the box. God is everywhere. Yeah. God is with his people and that's the bottom line and as you know we're doing a series of unquestionables for the new year and so that you can have this five core assurances that that God is with you, that He loves you, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. And today is God is everywhere. God is with you. The psalmist said, "Where can I go to escape Your presence?" Well, you know that's a rhetorical question because the answer is you can't go any place. Yes. You, you know if you go into the outer space, He's there. If you go to the heavens, He's there. If you go to wherever, He's everywhere. He's everywhere. You cannot get away from Him. Yeah. If we could become assured of the everywhereness, I'm sure that that's not an English word, yeah. but if we can become assured of the everywhereness of God, mm-hmm. you know, wouldn't that be wonderful because yes. then we would know I, I know a lot of people have been told if you go there God cannot go with you yeah you know your angels will leave you at the door they're not going to go in with you God's not going to go with you I'm sorry but God is everywhere yeah God is always with me and and, and there's, there's been times when alcoholics were in the middle of their vomit and they yeah. found God yes so don't tell me that God cannot be because see God is not a God of places like many of the gods of other cultures in the ancient uh, you know empires or, or yeah you had to you had to travel to some place in order to meet the God. You've got to take a, a, a journey to the holy place in order to see Him, in order to be with Him. But that's not true with our God. Our God is everywhere.
where you don't, he is not the God of places. He's the God of people. And yeah, wherever he, people are, he's there. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I just came back from Egypt not, not long ago. And just the magnificent temples and people had to come from far. You to, know, to, to get to, to the temple to worship the God. And God to, uh, on Israel says, look, I'm not like the gods of Egypt. Mm-hmm. I move with you. So we're going to make a temple that you can move it. Yeah, <laughs> it's portable it, because I go with you. That's absolutely. <laughs> you know, I've got a, I, I remember listening to a, a, a talk by David Ring, who is a man who has um, muscular dystrophy. He's married a woman. He's got four children. And he's, he's a, a wonderful preacher. But he, he says of his wife, if she ever leaves me, I'm going with her. <laughs> And I think that's what God is saying. You leave me, I'm going with you. You're not yes. getting away from me. Wherever you go, I'm going too. So this is the fifth assurance. So let, let's go over the four assurances that we've been through this whole uh, series, and then we'll we'll finish with today's assurance. Well, the first one is God delights in me. The second one was God has a plan for me. The third one is God's timing is always perfect. The fourth one was God never gives up on me. And today, God is with me. So if you can come up to have these five unquestionables, you'll be in good shape. So today's biography that we're going to study, when he realized, because this man realized that God was indeed everywhere, is the story of Jacob. Jacob is an interesting story, uh, how he fought with his twin brother Esau. And Jacob's name means uh, usurper or heel grabber. It would be another way of saying it. Yeah, or and deceiver. Deceiver. Yeah. He was one who was always trying to trick somebody. and You did not want to do a business deal with Jacob <laughs> because you not. would come out on the short end of the stick. Jacob always won in business deals because he was the deceiver. He was the conniver, the one working behind your back in order to uh, make it turn out to his, his good. And we're told on Genesis 27 that he, in fact, deceived his father to get mm-hmm. the birthright that it was actually Esau's because he was the first twin to be born. That's right. Esau was the oldest brother by a few minutes, but still the oldest brother. And so uh, Jacob dresses up uh, all hairy because Esau was was hairy, and his father now is almost totally blind, uh, pretty much blind. Esau's name means one one translation is big red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, he's, he's a, a hairy, hairy man, hairy man a, a, ri- a ruddy man. He loved the outdoors. And so now Jacob finds himself in a bad place that actually he placed himself into. And it's in chapter twenty eight of Genesis, Jacob is running away. And yeah, he, because Big Red's going to kill him. <laughs> absolutely, because because Esau is not very happy that he tricks his father in giving him the blessing of the birthright, which actually was a big deal, and he had a, a, a double portion in the inheritance, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And in chapter 28, Jacob is going away, and of course he gets tired, and he has to sleep somewhere. Mm-hmm. And now we find this place, which is called a certain place, because there's nothing special about the place. No. It's not a temple. It's not a place where God is known to be. It's, it's the middle of no place. The it's, zip code is zero 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 zero. Yes, and that's why the Bible actually makes a point to say this is a, in the middle of nowhere. Nowhere. And so we're going to pick it up on chapter 28 of Genesis, verse 11. Verse 11 says, He came to a certain place and spent the night there because the sun had set, and he took one of the stones of the place and put it under his head and lay down in that place. What a wonderful pillow. I've had, <laughs> I've had pillows in hotels that I think were just like that stone. He had a dream, and behold, a ladder was set on the earth with its top reaching to heaven, and behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Actually, and, this, this is an important dream for a yeah. person in his customs and society because... 
people always thought of ladders to reach the gods. You know, they had those step pyramids. That yeah, were the step pyramids, the, because that was the way to get to the gods. Yeah, it was called ziggurats, and you can still actually go visit some of them uh, in Egypt. And, it, you know, the ladder immediately seems to, to be connecting the gods with Jacob. He has this dream, and all these angels are ascending and descending on this on this ladder. It was God's way of telling him, you're not away from me, I'm connected to you, and, and I've got messengers I'm sending to you. Verse 13, and behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give to you and to your descendants. Your descendants will also be like the dust of the earth. You will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. And in you and your descendants shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Now do one more. I love verse 15. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. I am with you and I will keep you wherever you go. I'm I'm there everywhere. You're trying to run away, but you can't get away from me. I'm sorry. No matter where you go, there I am. That's why God is referred to in poetry as the hound of heaven. Yeah, he is always hound. He's with you. He never gets off your trail. And this is a man that has done something wrong. Can you imagine yes. God the first night saying, you know, you did mess up, Jacob. You got ahead of me. You didn't trust my plan, but I am with you. Yeah. Can you believe that assurance? That is incredible. Usually people think that, well, I'll get that assurance when I do right, when I get my life in order. I'm sorry, if you wait till you get your life together, it's never going to happen. You've got to trust that God accepts you right now as you are. He will get your life together, but you've got to trust Him where you are now. Yes, and and (laughs) Jacob has this dream where God actually says to him, I'm everywhere. Whatever you are, I am, and Mm -hmm. you can't get rid of me. And verse 16 is the core verse in this story. Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place and I did not know it. (laughs) I mean, first of all, the story has said that this was a certain place. This was no place. No place. Uh, Again, in the middle of no place, you wouldn't be able to find it. Yeah. So why is God in this place? Because he's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, he's wherever his people are. And, and Jacob has messed up and still God is in this place. And, and Jacob wakes up and says, wow, the Lord was here all along. I didn't see him when I went to sleep, but mm-hmm. he was here. Can you imagine waking up one day and in a very ordinary situation in your house in this new year and say, wow, God was here all along and I didn't see him. I didn't realize this. And sometimes we think that our sins keep him from being with us. But, you know, I think of the 23rd Psalm. It says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. It's not really follow, it's stalk. Hmm. I, he will he will stalk me. I cannot get away from him. And he follows me with goodness and mercy. And the mercy is hesed. That means a, a fanatical love that he has for you. Yeah, he it, doesn't. it stalks you with his fanatical love. You can't get away from him. And verse 17, Jacob renames the place because he says yeah. this was the house of God and, and names it in verse 19, Bethel, which means house of God. Can you believe that Jesus actually used this vision of Jacob to talk about himself? <laughs> In John chapter 1, he does that. Yeah, he does. Do you have the verse? John chapter 1, verse 51. 51. And here it says, um, And he said, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see the heavens open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. He quotes Genesis 28, 12, and now the ladder is no longer a ladder. Now the ladder is Jesus Christ who actually unites heaven and earth and reminds us constantly that God is everywhere. God will never, never leave you. God is with you. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv.
Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus101institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus101media. Until next time, live free.